Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Donald Trump and President uh, President Trump, that is, and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau had a phone conversation yesterday, and obviously the uh, the subject of the tariff, the proposed tariffs that Trump is uh, trying to, I guess, lord over us, the, uh, was part of that conversation. We're told that it was a cordial conversation, and yeah, they do both want to get a new NAFTA deal, yada, 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 but not a whole lot was accomplished, I guess, out of that whole thing. But there is still some great concern about the tariff situation, and, you know, we talked with Keenan Loomis from the Hamilton Chamber uh, last week, and uh, they're estimating that there could be, uh, well, 10,000 jobs immediately impacted by this, and maybe another 30,000 could have an indirect negative impact because of what's going on. So is there any way we can escape this? Is there any way we can dodge the bullet, any way that maybe this isn't going to happen? Marvin Ryder joins us, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University, to give us his take on this. How are you doing this morning, Marvin? Well, I'm fine, thank you, Bill. I'm in a state of confusion, but other than that, I'm fine. Okay, well, uh, we're all in that same state yes. right now. Uh, but you're a glasses-half-full kind of guy. So, I am. Uh, let's, let's look at it from that perspective. I mean, is the sky falling here? Well, in a way, no. So last week, last Thursday, Donald Trump, meeting with some aluminum and steel producers, said, you know, I'm going to announce soon some tariffs. And that sent us all off into a tizzy. But he didn't actually announce the tariffs. He just said he was going to announce it soon. He's continued that rhetoric this week, all weekend long, and this week, oh, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to. But he hasn't actually done anything yet. And I think first everyone has to remember that a president doesn't normally set tariffs. That's the job of the Congress, the House, and the Senate. The only time the president has this power, and this is due to a law passed in 1962, is in instances of national security. Now, if Trump were to say, okay, I'm going to slap a 10% tariff on aluminum, 25% on steel, I think if I'm the Congress, I'm going to say, uh, can you make your case for national security? Why are we worried about Canada? Did Canada attack us? Has Canada declared war on the United States? Where did I miss that meeting that that happened? especially when his own Secretary of Defense says that he views Canadian steel and aluminum as part of the strategic defense assets of the United States, this doesn't make any sense. And then let me just finish this. So, okay, maybe he's got some convoluted logic as to why we're a defense threat to the United States. Yesterday he comes out and says, but if I get a better deal on NAFTA, maybe I won't put the tariffs on at all. Well, wait a minute. If we're a security threat, why does NAFTA have anything to do with this? This now is beginning to appear like one of Donald Trump's bargaining tactics or strategy tactics in NAFTA. I want a better deal. You're not cooperating. You're not giving it to me. So what can I threaten you with? Oh, I'm going to threaten you with tariffs. He saw the response of Canada and Mexico. You want a war, we'll give you a war. And, of course, he then tweeted, oh, I love trade wars. They're easy to win. Not so fast, Mr. Trump. You've got a lot to lose here. I, I think so far this is just turning out to be so much uh, smoke and mirrors. I'm going to wait until I actually see him do something. What further clouds the issue is actually the motivation for doing this in the first place. And we've heard some of those stories last week, Marvin, about what was going on in the White House. And we do know it was a bad week for the president. Uh, you know, his son-in-law was getting vilified, and it looks like the, the noose is tightening around his neck about the Russian investigation. Uh, his communications director uh, was under oath and admitted that, yeah, she lies a lot to Trump and about Trump. So she's gone, and apparently that had him off in a tizzy. So the story that's, that was circulating from unnamed sources in the White House 
was that, well, because Trump was quote-unquote unhinged, it was Wilbur Ross, his Commerce Secretary, that says to kind of get a smile on his face again. Why don't you do those tariffs, Mr. President? That'll really kind of rock the world. And, and, and he barged into a meeting, apparently, to which he was not even invited with U.S. Steel executives, and said, guess what I'm going to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not really how you do policy. At least no, I hope it's not. No, it's not. And so and maybe we should also note for everyone listening that yesterday was the last day of round seven of the NAFTA talks. Now, how how can you even be musing about putting tariffs on at the same time that you're having this discussion with Canada and the United States? So, or excuse me, Canada and Mexico. So yesterday, as the last round wrapped up in Mexico City, of course, Christian Freeland had to address it. Robert Lighthizer had to address it. The Mexican counterpart had to address it. And, and they all, to the most extent, chose to ignore it. They said, we're focusing on a three-party deal. Lighthizer said, if I can't get a three-party deal, then I'm going to look at two bipartisan deals, one with Mexico, one with Canada. And, and they all really more or less chose to ignore this. I'm actually a little surprised. I thought maybe one delegation or another might march out of the NAFTA talk saying, how can we be having a serious talk about free trade between our nations when your president is talking about putting tariffs on us? I'm glad to see cooler heads prevail. I'm also glad to see Canada and Mexico not cave into bullying, to say to Mr. Trump, if you want a war, we'll give you a war. In the case of steel, as important as steel is to us here in Hamilton, Bill, and I'm not trying to diminish this at all, but Canada is the single largest market for American exported steel. In other words, steel made in the U.S. that is shipped out, half of it comes to Canada. If we were to put a tariff on American steel coming into Canada, it would have huge impacts south of the border. That's why I think we have to be ready to call the bluff. Yes, there would be impacts here, but let's also keep in mind that people like ArcelorMittal, DeFasco, and, and Stelco have been working hard to diversify their client base. Yes, they sell an awful lot of it to the car industry, and the car industry itself is all concerned about what this is going to mean. But any steel we sell to anybody other than the United States is not subject to tariffs. So I think, again, if I'm one of these companies, I'm going to keep going until I actually see something passed, and then I'll deal with it. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.